Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. Today, we are starting a new conversation where we're going to talk about disagreements and how we treat people that have differing views than us. We hope it's helpful and we hope you enjoy. So today, um, I thought it'd be interesting to talk about um, how we treat people that we disagree with. It's a good topic. Yeah, I think, you know, obviously this is on my mind right now because of um, the everything happening with Roe v. Wade and the Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade. And I'm really grateful. I'm just, this is going to be a little path light into my personality, but um, I'm really grateful. I'm not really interacting with social media a ton um, because w- what I have seen, um, obviously there's so there's so much passion on both sides of this issue um and and people aren't going to sway each other either way Mm. and so i thought it'd be really interesting to talk about what do we how do we treat people that disagree with us because obviously this being a recovery podcast it's more than that we're talking about relational recovery like how do we do relationships in a healthy way with other people and i think one one big aspect of that is obviously learning how to treat each other um, when when we don't agree, right? Yeah. And I mean that happens in marriage. Like I don't know, maybe your marriage is better or healthier, or I don't know, or you guys don't disagree. But um, we disagree uh, all the time on pretty much uh, the vast majority of things. Yeah. Okay. Good. So we're in the same because yeah. I'm in that mm-hmm. boat too. Um, but even family and close friends and. Full disclaimer, I think this is probably good because I am not going to share my opinion about Roe v. Wade. And um, I think it'd be good for you not to either, at least right now. Not that, not that 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 I I don't want anyone listening to hear for a second that I think that we shouldn't share our thoughts about these things. But I think if we did that, it would take away from the main premise of this particular conversation. Because what I want to talk about in this particular conversation is how we treat each other when we disagree, um, not, not so much on the topic itself. Right. Does that make sense yeah. to you? Oh yeah. Makes perfect sense. It's like, it's because if we, if we are focused on rec- relationships invariably, like without a doubt, we're going to run into people and be in relationship with people that we don't agree with. Yeah. Cause I have an opinion about it. I'm sure you do. Um, we might not even agree, but but that that's besides the point for this. We're mm-hmm. talking about how do we treat each other when we disagree? Um, Cause that's something we inevitably face all the time as people. And for anyone listening to, as you probably noticed, if you've listened to this podcast at all, like we haven't done any show prep. Uh, we got on this zoom call and um, I said, I asked Austin if he's ready. You said yes. And we clicked record. So, um, so here we go. This is authenticity at its finest. <laughs> Yeah. Any, any, do you have any thoughts before, before I jump in with uh, at least an idea of where to start? No, no, I'm excited to talk about this. This is, this will be really, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. All right, cool. So um, one of the biblical passages that came to mind for me was first Corinthians nine, 19 through 23. Again, um, us coming from a biblical worldview or a Christian worldview, you know, like I think it's good sometimes to, not sometimes, but it's good to anchor myself in something that the Bible says. Um, I want to be clear. This passage, Paul's not 
doesn't have Roe v. Wade in mind, doesn't have abortion in mind necessarily. Does is not aware of the Supreme Court. Yeah, wasn't so aware of the Supreme Court. Um, so I'm reading this not not to give some like major moral guidance to this particular conversation, but rather to give insight into Paul's approach to his ministry, but also Paul's approach to how he wanted to interact with the people around him. Hmm. I think it's just a helpful glimpse of what Paul tried to, how he tried to be and how he wanted to um, people to, to experience him whenever, whenever he was, you know, in, in the community that he was in or in the various cities that he was in. So first Corinthians nine, 19 through 23 reads, um, this is again, the apostle Paul for though I am free from all, I've made myself a servant to all that I might win more of them. To the Jews, I became as a Jew in order to win Jews. To those under the law, I became as one under the law, though not being myself under the law, that I might win those under the law. To those outside the law, I became as one outside the law, not being outside the law of God, but under the law of Christ, that I might win those outside the law. To the weak, I became weak, that I might win the weak. I've become all things to all people, that by all means, I might save some. I do it all for the sake of the gospel that I may share with them and its blessings. So that's Paul. And again, this was written, um, man, this was written 2000 years ago. So there's a lot in there that might sound, um, you know, it it might not make fully sense. And, And my goal today isn't to unpack that passage in any sort of like exegetical verse by verse way or anything like that. Exegetical. What do you mean by that? Uh, it's just a, it's more of like a, a, a term that, that typically theologians or pastors use to talk about explaining a biblical text verse by verse, usually done in preaching in a church. And I just want to cool. make it clear that we're not preaching <laughs> in this <laughs> again. I, I'd be curious what you think of when you hear that verse, but like why I picked it obviously was because there's some, you know, Paul's communicating, like, basically, at least when I hear that, that he really um, cares about his neighbors and he wants to, he obviously believes strongly that Jesus is who he said he was. And he, so he has a very particular way of seeing the world. Um, he believes in good versus evil or good and evil. He believes in right and wrong and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, he gives us this picture of, wanting to be a good neighbor, wanting to be accessible to those that are different than him. He does it all for the sake of the gospel, but to those that are weak, he became weak to those that are, you know, he says, I become all things to all people. Um, I don't think he's saying that he, that he's like this chameleon that just does whatever anyone wants him to do. Um, When you look at this text in whole, I think he's really just trying to communicate, Hey, I want to be approachable. I want to be understood. I want to be understanding of others. Yep. I want to leave um, margin for people. Um, we've talked about hospitality before on this podcast, but I kind of see that here too. Just mm-hmm. that Paul is creating space for people that are different than him. He obviously has an aim, right? He he thinks he's right. He thinks the gospel's true. He definitely wants people to believe. Um, in it, but he he wants to do it in such a way that is that is hospitable, that is gracious, that is loving. Um, and I think that's interesting because there's obviously people that we know about in the early church that disagreed with him. It got very violent at times, unfortunately. There was um, 
you know, Paul, even in uh, before he became a Christian, was a violent man in some ways. Um, you know, he killed Christians, or he was a part of the team that killed. It was his job. It was, it was his, his job. job to terrorize the church. Yeah, exactly. The early so, church. So it's interesting that now he's he's communicating um, this kind of way of doing life. So thanks for listening to this episode of the Relational Recovery Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with episode two and our conversation on disagreeing well. We'll see you then.